my main question the why I want to be in the Philippines why I want to get the natural uh, the naturalized was very simple since I came here I feel good same the, the second year like I told to you when I have to travel to to Spain many times before my father died uh, was very hard but after that in this all of these five years I feel at home Friday on Across the Line, and we've got a great one today. Uh, I call him a Philippine football legend of Spanish descent. He is Bienvenido Marañón. He holds the record for most goals scored in the AFC Cup. He's played almost six years now, or he is on his sixth year playing here in the Philippines. He's kind of a legend and um, spectacular being able to really dive deep in who he is outside of just the persona that we see on the pitch, Chris. Yeah, the scourge of so many Kaya fans over the years. Um, it was it was difficult to even put the message together to invite him on the show. But I think uh, with, with everything that's been going on in the pandemic and uh, with the lack of games, it was actually a great time to get him on the show. Uh, he's been such a formidable opponent over the last four or five years. And to see all of the achievements and the accolades that he's acquired in that period, I think it's really great to get him on the show and have him speak about everything in his own words. And and what I think coming away from this interview, I think a lot of the Philippine football public will be uh, really endeared to, to him as an individual, not just as a footballer. Um, speaks glowingly about his time here in the Philippines, how he loves to visit the islands and how uh, he and his girlfriend have visited so many different parts of the Philippines. And I think it's actually a really heartwarming um, story of someone, not just as a, as a great footballer, but as someone who really has fallen in love with the Philippines, which is, which is obviously why he's so keen on, on getting his citizenship, which is something that we touch upon in this episode. Yeah, uh, 100%, you know, that has been um, a source of debate for a lot of individuals regarding um, the positive and negatives of having somebody like Bienvenido Marañón come in and become part of the national team. And, you know, he makes a great case for, you know, his dream and his his desire to play for the national team and you know as you said it's an opportunity to get to know him and it is a, a, an opportunity to be endeared to uh, Benvenido Marañón as, as you know Chris it's not easy for individuals who are part of Kaya to um, get some sympathy for Benvenido given the amount of heartbreak he's placed on us but amazing conversation as you said you really get an insight into who he is as a person and particularly that story of how he turned things around a little bit in his career here in the Philippines, how he made it from being okay to being spectacular. It's pretty surprising what he did in order to get there. And um, I think a lot of people will be quite shocked by that. I certainly was in this part of that conversation. So, um, so many nuggets in this one and um, a great way to really get to know Bienvenido Marañón. If you like this conversation, please do subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. And uh, look for us on social media, on Facebook, Spot, not, not on Spotify, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. There you have it. All right, this is uh, Football Friday. Today, we've got Biende Marañón. Today on the show, we've got a Philippine football legend from Spain on the show. That's something we don't get to say too often. Bienvenido Marañón is joining us. How's it going, Bienve? Hello, guys. Uh, thank you for inviting me here. Um, I'm doing good. Now I'm happy because we are training. We started training and that made me happy. So hopefully 
soon we can start the league and everything is is fine. It's good to see you feeling good about yourself uh, and the league starting. Unfortunately, unable to add to your plethora of goals on in the AFC Cup. You've got 35. You've got the most goals scored of anyone in the competition. Unfortunately, you can't add to that this year. Yeah, this was good before. I have the lucky to score many goals. But for me, the most important was the how rich uh, the goals, how we play, how we the people remember Ceres as a team. So for me, that is more happy than I score many goals. For me, I think Ceres now have a, a name in Asia, but uh, for a player like me that is a foreigner, it's difficult to, to come here and it's difficult to keep here many years. For me, even I prefer that the people is focused on the team than just in me. And Chris, of course, you know, Bienve here, a lot of experience. Uh, you played alongside him, uh, coached against him. And finally, we've got him here on the show. Yeah, I mean, the last time I um, played against him would have been the, the cup final that we won. That was the last time um, I actually <laughs> played against him. I had to get that in. Uh, I got sent off in that game. I don't know if you remember. One of them was a yellow card for a foul on him. Um, so uh, that was a good memory for me. But I have lots of bad memories of him. Um, as a coach, he, he had a tendency to score goals against us. So uh, I'm happy just to have a conversation with him now because normally it's, uh, it's pulling my hair out, having to deal with, uh, especially his, his movement inside the box. He's known for his, uh, his, his goals. So yeah, it's nice just to sit down and have a conversation with him worrying the, rather than worrying about him scoring goals against me. Now, Ben Ve, uh, you know, we know you as the goal scorer extremely dangerous in, in domestically and in Asia. But, you know, we don't know too much about you and your background and how you got started, how you got here to the Philippines. So do you mind taking us back, way back to the beginning uh, of your career? How did you get started with football? I play football since early age. Early age, I used to, to play in the street. Like here in the Philippines, I used the, the people to, to play basketball here in early age. I played football in Spain in early age. So I started with five, uh, four, five, six years. I started to play until uh, everything comes to professional. At the beginning, I take it like uh, for fun, for enjoy with my friends. But then little by little, I was playing better and better and better until I have the, the chance to play for professional football. At the beginning, I played with my friend, with the local club. And then when Real Betis Valentier, who play now in La Ligue, uh, they call me to play in the youth there. Then with 16 years old, was when I feel like football can give me something else than just play for fun. That can mm -hmm. afford money, that can, I can get money, I can get uh, more fun, I can get a, a different family that I have in, in my own. So that time was so, so difficult at the same time because I have to leave my house. I have to to move to Sevilla. It was a very, very hard for me because in 16 years old, I didn't move from my house. So I have to move. I don't know the people. It's a different team. All the players who play there are very good. So you have to compete against them at the same time with them. So that was the time that changed my mind. I take this one like a professional. After that, 
I play in, in Cadiz, in the, in the team of my city, but I have lucky to play there until I play in third division and also in, in La Liga 2. So after that, I feel like a real professional. Mm -hmm. Just my life has to be focused in football. I don't have to take care of anything else. No study, don't work, just football and football. And then after that, I have the uh, a big problem with with Cali in the, my my second year after I I play in La Liga Two, they release me. They they want to keep me out because they change the the staff, they change the president of the club, and they don't want to count with me. So after that was a very hard moment. I want to leave uh, football. I don't want to play football anymore because you know you are playing La Liga Two, you are in your city, all the people is looking at you. You are doing good. Um, in one month, they kick you out. So that time was very hard for me, but uh, because my, my family, I keep playing, I have to be lucky to play more times. I play around Spain, playing in La Liga 3 and in second B, that is a really good league also there, until I got the, the call from from Philippines. My, my friend Carly, uh, who played with me in Cali, is the guy who, who called me to come here. And um, then in 2015, I moved here and everything was uh, going really, really good. Can I, can I take you back to the beginning a little bit more, um, Bienve? So you didn't start your career at Cadiz. So when you were, you said that you, as a young child, you were picked up by Real Betis. Is that correct? Yeah. So how, how old were you when you joined their academy? Uh, was very hard because I used to play in the, in the team of my city, who called mm -hmm. La, La Salle the team of my city there in, in Cadiz and um, you know you there you you play again you play competition you play everything but it's like uh, for fun mm -hmm. with your friend uh, in your city with your family and then when Real Betis called me it was like what a chance what a chance to to go there and and compete with the best player of the city of my city or the another city mm -hmm. and the people who they have to choose so when I went there uh, my first training was very, very, very hard because <laughs> I don't know any single player. The coach in that time was very strict. It uh, was very difficult. Also, the house where I live, I live with five more players. I don't know any of them. They was very shy like me at the beginning. So everything became difficult. But you and, know, and, how, and how, old? how old? How old are you? How old are you at this point? 16, 16 year old. 16, okay. 16 year old. So at this point you, uh, have, to, you have to leave home, you're living in a, in, with other players. Yeah, okay. I had changed all my life. I was in Cadiz, in, in my city, just with my, living with my parents, uh, playing with, with my friends. And then I have to move to Sevilla. It's uh, two hours uh, away from, from Cadiz, but I cannot go on back all the time. So I have to live in Sevilla. They want the players to live there. They give you academy, they give you the school, and they give to you everything. So you don't have to spend money, they give to you everything, but you have to, to suffer at the bit because at the beginning, you know, when the first time that you leave your house, it's very, very difficult, especially before. Right now, it's, it's easier to travel around because you know how's the world right now. It's better to, to travel than stay back. This was like uh, almost 10 years ago. You imagine 10 years ago, how was everything? But for me, it was very hard. But at the same time, I think I become 
professional in football because of what I suffered there. Because after that experience, then I live again in Spain, uh, my city. Even I leave Spain and everything becomes easier. So that was the first time that I lived. I suffered a little bit, but then the next uh, time that I lived, like when I lived to Madrid, uh, to Murcia, now to Philippines, everything became easy. The first time is difficult, but the, the second and the third is okay. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's really interesting about your story and some of the stories of the other players that we've spoken to on this podcast is a lot of those experiences that at the time seem very difficult are often the experiences that make you the man that you become. You know, like we, we was talking to so many of the players who had very difficult experiences growing up, but it's actually those experiences that turn you into um, into a better player. So you know, I can I can understand exactly where, where you're coming from. There's a lot of people who have come on the podcast have said similar things. But one thing I want to ask you about is uh, you said that you had a coach that was very strict. And, you know, we've had a few Spanish players that have come here. Obviously, we see a lot of Spanish players in obviously in the Liga, but in, in the Premier League as well, which is what uh, the league that a lot of people watch here in the Philippines and around the world. What, what was it like growing up in, in, that, uh, in that Spanish system? Like, what, there, is a, there is an idea, obviously, of how the Spanish game is played um, based on the, you know, the, the, the images that you see from the likes of Barcelona, Real Madrid, and obviously the Spanish national team. But what was your experience like growing up in the, in the system, growing up in Spain? For me, there is a, right now there is a, a big change. Before, when I was playing that time in Real Betis, in Cadiz, now Cadiz is in La Liga also, I was playing the youth. When you play in this kind of club, they are a totally different than you play in your city. They are totally professional. But in that time, I have the lucky that was before football changed. In that time, when I went to, to Sevilla, for example, uh, to Real Betis, uh, I started to play with them, but the coach was very strict, but he's more focused to, to complain, to, to give you a work hard, a just work hard, and forget the quality. Uh, I was uh, playing there with them, and the first four games, I scored almost eight goals. It's almost two, two, two goals for games. And I didn't start any single game. So... During that time, I was thinking about what happened here. Normally, if you score goals, you play good, you have to play no? in, the, in the lineup. But in that time, it's more for the agents, for, for the people who know the coach. Uh, it's more for friendly. You play, depends how friendly you are with the coach. And in that time, I have the, the lucky of this. But then, I suffer also the change that if you have quality, you can play. So when I transferred to Cadiz, I was playing good. I was playing the first 11. So I suffer all of these things. We have to be careful in football. Uh, depending where you go, you play for friendly because your parent or your agent is a friend of the coach. And now you play for quality. So I suffered that too. And that uh, make the people be sad sometimes because you know there's many, many good players that sometimes are lucky to, to don't play. But they don't have to give up. They have to come another or look for another opportunity like I did in that time. And I have the lucky that I was a success. But in that time, it's hard. Eh? It's hard because, you know, uh, right now, I think in, around the world, football is different. Depend how your behavior, how you play, how you train, you play. It's not like before. So we have lucky right now to, to play in that time. 
That's quite, that's quite an interesting uh, perspective. You, you wouldn't have thought, even at the age of 16, that it, it, it matters more about the relationship that you have with the coach than actually the performances on the pitch. But even at that level, it, it happens. Because obviously it happens in you know, schoolboy football or youth football, it happens a lot. You think hopefully when you get to the professional level, those, those things don't happen. But of course, you, know, you, you are someone who, who experienced it. But what about from the kind of the, the training side? You know, I, I'm always really interested in terms of the style. Like, um, you know, how how does it compare? Do you think? I mean, obviously, when you're here, you see people from loads of different countries. You have the German guys, you have English guys. You've seen people from who've had training and background from all manner of different countries. What what was it? Do you think about the Spanish system that allowed to produce so many really technical players? I mean, just look at the players that we've had in this country. Yourself. Uh, Rufus Sanchez, for example, even Pablo Aracil, who was here for a while, maybe a bit before your time, all very technically gifted uh, and also tactically very astute. So, you know, wh why do you think that is? And, and in particular, why did you, how did you develop that, that technical and tactical base? Uh, I, I will tell you about all of this, yeah, especially when I play in this professional uh, club. The big change is that during the year, they have uh, like four or five stages. The first one is just do the precision and try to teach you technically and tactically. That is the most important. The first two months, they just work on this. Uh, they work everything with tactic, technique, uh, tactic, technique, all the time, every single day during two months. Then they have a change. They try to, to train more your condition. They have to try to pull you out, uh, to, to work hard, and then the the most important i think that they do is um look for your position because many times i find a, a player who play beside me that i know that they are no striker that just they want to play striker because they are very tall but the coach there in the third stage is like the the three the four months they put your in your position that is the the best thing that i found in in the club how the coach know where you have to play know where you want to play if not where you can do the best for the team so for me that was the what i more learned from from there they have at the stage and they control everything at the beginning they control your technically tactically how you are how you improve they teach you everything but in the third stage when they have to to put you in different position and you know Many times, for me, it was so funny because in Real Betis, I was competing with one guy. He was 16 years old. I was like this, and the guy was very tall. So he wanted to play striker because all the crosses, he shoot. It's very easy for him because he was very tall. But the coach at the second or the third game, he changed to him to central defender because he knows in central defender, he was very strong. The header was very good, but as a striker, even when he shoot with the head, he don't have quality to get the ball. He don't have quality to move. He don't know how to move. But the guy just want to play a striker because he's very tall and he can score ball because he had very, very easy. And that for me is the, the, the big difference that I found between Spain and where I live. Especially when I talk with uh, my friend who play also out or here in the Philippines. I saw many guys training, many guys playing good, but I think they are in wrong position. Here, you know, it's like when I play my team, all the guys want to play a striker. There is no body who wants to play defense. 
but the coach have to know where they have to play. And the most important also is to convince the player. If you change the position of him and he's sad, you have to convince him that he can play a professional play in different positions that he used to play from early age. So the, the most important, if I have to, to tell you anything about the Spanish football, is that they control all the stage. During the year, they control every single month what they have to do, and they have a, like a program. Every single program, they, they will follow. They don't leave the line. And then, depending on your age, they will teach you something or something different. Mm-hmm. But for me, the big change, for me, I told to you, where you have to play, how to teach you, first of, of all, of course, tactically, because with a tactic, I think football is, is nothing. Technically, that most of the players who play uh, for five, six years, they already have the quality, they have already something. But the most important is the position where you have to play. Because everybody cannot play striker, everybody cannot play winger. Somebody has to play in different positions. And also you have to convince, you have to talk with the mind of the player. That is very, very important because some of the players, when you tell them about uh, you have to play, for example, in this case, uh, the guy who plays striker, the name is Antonio from Sevilla. He was playing in central back. The next season, he don't play anymore football. Why? Because he don't focus that he have to play there. He just want to play striker. Don't play striker. I play in my city. But the guy for me was very, very, very good to play central defender. The coach was very right because the guy is very tall, he's strong. He don't have quality, but he have power. So, but you know, some guys, you have to work at the mind of them. You have to try to teach them and look for the best of them. But you know, when you are like 16, even 25 years old and you have to change your position, it's hard. But you have to know how to do it. And that is very, very important. So I'm interested now, were you always a winger or, or were you changed to become a winger? Normally, I play all my life striker. Yeah. When I, when I come to Philippines, the coach, uh, Ali, insists me to put in the winger because he don't want to change the, the striker in that time. I don't know why. For example, in the final that we lost against you, uh, against Kaya, for me, it's the... The time that I remember that we have to change something. In Ferris, in that time I was playing winger. And there is a, the striker was Nate, and another striker was... The Korean, uh, the Korean the boy. Korean guy, the number Lee. 10, Lee. So, normally, again, you, we didn't control the game. Anytime in that time, in that final, we didn't control the game. So, I told to the coach, to Ali, Ali, please, put me beside the uh, money hot, because I think we can handle the, the midfielder. If we get the ball, maybe we can attack them for the middle. Because normally all of you follow us one by one. So I say, give me the opportunity to play in the middle because I'm more dangerous in the middle. In the right winger, I can play. But I used to go to the middle. So, but we need some winger open, especially against you because you all the time go one by one. And you stay in defense. It's so hard to attack you. So we, have, we need the winger and people inside with quality. But in that time, during most of the, of the game, even in the, in the extra time, I was talking with Ali, please put me there, <laughs> put me there, because we have to control the game. But in that time, I, I get frustrated because winger, you know, for me, it's very hard to play there because I have, no, I have no speed, long speed. I have a speed in short space, but in knowing long. So I, I told to him, 
put the, 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 the Japanese guy that the guy have quality can, can play there and Patrick Rachel in another one. So we can attack for the middle and when they cover the middle, we open to the side and Nate is very tall. Maybe Nate can, can get some, some in front. By that time, after that time, we lost against you. And then I play all the time striker um, and midfielder. Yeah. That's what the point that I changed my position here in the Philippines. Because I don't know why, but they put me here in winger. I don't know because I was talking with Kali. Kali, I come here like a winger or, or striker. But he said, no, just follow them. Because, you know, here in Philippines, sometimes they want to, to try something. I say, okay, okay. But when this happened for already three months, I told to him, if I play a striker, I can give my 100%. And maybe we can be success. If I play winger, even if I give my 100%, kind of big success because I used to play a striker or behind a striker or midfielder there in the middle because I like to control the ball, to, to, to keep the position, uh, to attack, to go behind the, the line of the midfielder in front of the central defender to, to make them have doubts about me, where, where I have, they have to get me. So that time was very hard eh, when I played winger. And normally I play a striker, behind a striker and midfielder. Yeah, that's quite interesting. You know, um, when when speaking about you and your style and what people perceive as the right body type or the right uh, type of uh, qualities for striker, you're not the immediate person that comes to mind. You know, you think of somebody big, strong. In your mind, uh, Bienville, what what are what are the qualities for to become a very good striker? As is yourself, what do you think are the key qualities? Now. I would like to tell you something that I, I think is nobody knows that one. Uh, it's my secret that how I learned to play in the Philippines. Mm. I think nobody knows that. And maybe this can help to the people who come to the Philippines. My first season, I was here for three months. The first one, uh, May 2015, I came here to the Philippines. And the first three months was uh, like we won the league because already the league was almost finished. Uh, I play good, it was okay. But in the second season, I play not really good. We was uh, winning game, we was, I scored goals. I didn't score many goals. I didn't play really good. I wasn't happy with my, with my play in that time. Also, I had the, the problem with my father. In that, in that year, my father died. I was more focused in my father than in football. Then I have to travel many times to, to Spain, then come back. Then my style of play, I still play a, a bit of time winger. And then when I play a striker, I don't feel strong. I don't feel how to play. And at that time, when I went to vacation in my second season here, I was thinking, what I have to do to learn to play in the Philippines? Because it's totally different to Spain. In Spain, it's more to touch the ball from one side to another side to look for the chance. In Philippines, it's more physically, uh, you have to find your space, but the Filipino used to, to run 90 minutes, so it's so difficult for you. And you have to cross them and then run and then defense and then attack. So I was asking myself, when I was in vacation, I was asking myself, what I have to do to, to, to improve? How do I have to learn in the Philippines to play better? Because I know that I can do uh, much better. Even that day, in that year, 
Global won the, the league. Even Ceres won the league. We have Stefan, all the players, uh, Patrick, Manny, uh, many really, really good players, but we didn't win the league. So in that time, I say, I say, if I don't change my style of play, I have to come to Spain. I don't play anymore there because I'm suffering. Honestly, I was suffering. So in that time, I think, okay, I will check who is the players in the Philippines who is doing good. I will go to watch them. I will watch video of them. And depending on how they play, I have to play. So the first time uh, that I, the first player that I saw was Phil Jahasman. I said, this guy is the, he's a crack. He, he's played for the national team. Everybody talk about him. He's played good. All the people is, is talking good about him. He said, okay, when I go to the Philippines, I will try to follow him. I will try to watch some video. I will go to the stadium to watch him. So he was playing with his brother. So I said, the brother, the husband, they have a big name here. Something good they do. Not just as a, a model or something like this. They are very, very good players because they are doing very good with national team, with the team. So I will try to follow them. The another one was Misa Bajadora. I said, this guy, every time we go with the Aska, he scored goal. Also, he won the, the league. I said, I have to learn from him because I'm a striker. All of them, they play in front. I have to try to get one thing of them. And the most important for me, that my style of play is the similar, is Chifi Calidon. So I say, I have to play like Chifi because I'm small. I'm not like the husband. I'm not stronger like Misa. But I have to be smart like Chifi Calidon because he's not tall. He's very thin. But the guy is called many goals. He plays very smart. He plays very good every single time he plays. So I, I say, okay, I will try. Then my first day, the next uh, month, I came to Philippines. I say, okay, I will, I watch some game of them. I say, I will go to the stadium to watch them. When we don't play, I will try to go to the stadium. So my first year, I was living alone. And many people was asking me, Game, where you go? I say, no, I, I stay here. But I went to Rizal to watch them. I was in the stair like this, two hours uh, by a taxi and just to watch them. And not many people know me, just not like now. If I go to the stadium, the people ask me, hey, what are you doing here? In that time, the people know me because I play in tennis, but not too much. So I went there, I seen in the stand, not many people, you know how many people go to the stadium. Nobody in that time. I was there. And I learned from uh, Phil husband how to play easy, how to make football easy. You don't have to dribble, you don't have to do anything. Just uh, be smart and play easy football. From uh, this guy, from his brother, uh, James, how to control the ball, how to cover, uh, open the ball and go to, to shoot. And I, I, right now I'm doing that one, what I, I learned from them. From Misa, no matter how big is the defender that you have to fight with him. No, no matter if the, if the central defender is very tall, you have to find your space to fight against him. And try, try, and try. Because Misa, if Misa has something good, is the guy don't get tired to try. Even if he's no success, he try, 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 try. I say, I have to try. I have to get my condition better. I have to train physically. I have to go to the gym and fight. And with Chifi Calidon, have to move in the middle of the lines and how to move inside the box, how to find your space. So also how to, to play the one, two, and move, 
and try to find the space that you are alone. So all the time I was watching like three, four games, each of them. So all the time I was in the stairs. Oh my God, what I'm doing here? Maybe if, if this one don't work for me, I'm learning from them and then I go to, to play. Um, I don't do anything of them. I go to Spain. But then in my training, I was trying to do everything I learned from them. From them. And then in that time, we won the league. Uh, I play better. Uh, I score many goals in AFC. The next season, uh, the last season, also I play really good. Uh, we won the league again. So everything become better. So if I have to say my secret of how to play in Philippines, is how to follow these guys. Who's the best guy in that time? In that time for me, the best guy was them. Hmm. And I learned from them. I have the lucky. For me, everything was very good. I don't know if to another player will be good, but I think if they follow what I do, what I did in the past, they will be successful. Because for me, I'm, because of them, I'm the player that I'm right now. I have lucky to, to do it. I suffer a lot because it's very hard to travel two hours <laughs> with traffic. Because in that time, the people uh, play Friday. Mm. So I say, well, Friday, I go there two hours by a taxi. I have to pay the taxi two hours. I say, okay, I have to go. If not, I go to Spain. I have nothing to lose. I have to be in my house. Just bored. I go there. It was like two hours there. Sit again. And then to come here was not too much traffic. But one hour, one, hour, <laughs> one and a half. So in that time, right now, I think I have lucky to do that. But in that time, I suffer a lot. But for me right now, they give me the opportunity to, to get money, to get player better, uh, to be a, bit, uh, a better player and a better person, and everything, everything. Because then I, I learned. So everybody, nobody so far know that. But I want to tell you because maybe this one can help to somebody who come here, especially to Ceres. Uh, there's many players who come here to play with Ceres, and they won won success. Like Mahir, the striker, uh, Bello, one winger from Spain, uh, the Australian guy, uh, Black Powell. Blake. Blake Powell, yeah. So why they are not success? Because I think they don't know how to play in different countries. You know what I and think, Bien You know what I think? Uh, I'll let you try and deal with that fly that keeps coming out and, and attacking you also. Um, I th what, I, what I think about this is something that I spoke about with other people, is that there's a lot of foreign guys who have come to the Philippines with very high pedigree, probably a better background than, say, even someone like yourself, played at a higher level, uh, had more experience, played with... Uh, better teams, whatever that might be. And they think they're going to come to the Philippines and it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy because it's a, it's a low level or, you know, these guys are all small. Um, and you know what? Compared to the Premier League or La Liga, yes, it is a low level. But you still have to come here and you have to perform. And the game is different. You're exactly right. The game is different. And what I think, and I never knew this story, so I appreciate you sharing this. The thing that separates you from a lot of those guys, Bienve, is I think you had the humility to realize that you probably weren't as good as you thought you were and that you had the awareness to then say, right, I need to learn from these guys who probably on paper didn't have a career as good as you. So why, you know, I think a lot of people say, well, I, I don't have to learn from 
Misak Bahadora. You know, he's only playing here yeah. in the Philippines. But you realise that. And, and I think you're right. And, you know, I mean, you even named some players there. I think so many people come here, think it's going to be easy, and then realise, oh, actually, it's a different game. Now, I either adapt and survive, or I don't, and I have to go. And I think that the majority of the people have, have, uh, have gone that way. And that's why I think people like yourself um, have had really unbelievable careers here in the Philippines. And those who have not been willing to adapt, they're the ones who have had to go elsewhere, or those are the ones that simply aren't playing anymore. So, uh, Jing, I, I don't think you, you really meant to get that kind of answer, but, but what an answer. Really, really no, incredible very, backstory. Really, really, really 100% I agree with you. 100% I agree with you because every single player who comes here, they think like if they play in their country, it's very easy to play in Philippines. Very, mm -hmm. very agree with you. Yeah, and that's what, that's what you expect as well. I mean, a lot of the Filipino fans, that's what they, their perception of international... Uh, players is just like that. They come here and they're supposed to be the finished product. They're supposed to uplift the game. But you listing down Phil Young Husband, James Young Husband, Misak Bahradora, and, and, and the, the, the legend himself, Chipi Kalikdong, uh, to learn from them. I mean, um, not many would predict that somebody like Bienbe would be learning from individuals like that. So, yeah, definitely something that has come as, as quite a surprise, you know, and, and perhaps one of the reasons why people like you so much. People gravitate towards you and not only because of your accomplishments, but what you bring to the Philippine football game, you know? And did you see this transpiring? Well, probably not, no? Because you said that, you know, you were just trying to make it here in the Philippines. Now that you've achieved everything that you have achieved, do you look back and are you surprised at what has transpired in your career? Or is this exactly what you were hoping for, to win all these titles, to break these scoring records? And to, to have the sort of status that you enjoy today? Yeah, as I told before, uh, for me, and like Chris said before, maybe my first year and three months, uh, that my first one that I stay here, maybe I was wrong. I was thinking like, like he said, no, I play in the Philippines. It's very easy to play. Because I was thinking like this, the same. Like he said with another player, I was thinking myself like this one. But that time when I suffered here and I was thinking about it's not right. So I have to change my mind. I have to change everything. I have to get used to playing the country different than mine. So I was thinking that time, but I have the lucky to change in the right time. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm very, very, very lucky to, to could I be able to, to do that and be successful now because like I told to you, it's, you suffer a lot when you have to do that because I was like two months go to watching the game with the traffic with everything. But then, if you don't don't do it, you have to go home. Uh, also, uh, there is uh, like one month ago, somebody uh, uh, gave me a, a question. Um, the lady was asking me, it's a journalist. She she asked me how to tell the guys right now learn from Paulino Alcantara. That is a legend, it's everything. I say, for me, it's very, very wrong if the guy who start to play football right now, they look at Paulino Alcantara. Even me, I don't know who is Paulino Alcantara. He was playing in Spain. He, he's Filipino, it's okay. We have to respect him because he was a legend before. But the guys who start to play football right now have to look at the national team and have to watch the players who play there. 
or have to try to watch the league and learn from the players who play right now there. That is the right way to learn in the Philippines, not to look for another guy. When you watch video of him, it's like black and white. You cannot see videos like right now. So for me, it's very wrong that many journalists insisting to, to tell the Filipino learn from Paulino Alcantara. No, we have to learn from the people who's playing right now. Because it's the guy who you, you can learn from them what they do every single game. You can watch them, how they train. So that is the time to, to learn from the guy who is playing right now. You want to learn from the people who play in the past, you have to watch the video, it's not the same. You have to go to the game, you have to go to the training. And like this is the only way to learn. For me, this is my thinking. I don't know if I'm wrong, but for me, it's my thinking. Um, I think it's, it's the, the thinking that the, the Filipino who start playing, they have to do. When you look at the, the landscape right now, the, the players that are playing in the PFL, of course, is going to be the ASCAS development team that's joining this season. Who excites you when you look at the, the, the players around you in the league right now? Are there players that you look at and like, wow, that, that could be interesting to see down the, uh, down the road or in the future? Right now, there is... Uh, I, cannot, I cannot say what because it's already a long time without playing the league. Mm. Especially the last, the last season, when we play the last game, we play the, the cup. There's many interesting uh, players in the under-23. In the under-23, there is interested player. There is a left winger who I think is coming from out, Yannick or something like this. I, know, mm. I don't know what is the name. Uh-huh. But the guy is very quick, is very fast, has quality. That guy is very interesting. And also they have a central defender at that time that for me was very hard to play against him. He's Filipino. Um, I don't know what is the name, but was very hard to play against them. Mm. And also one of the players that I all the time say that the, the people have to learn from him because he's already a long time playing. Every single season he played good. Is um, uh, what is the name? The guy from Stalin, the captain. Uh, Alkiros? Nathan yeah. Alkiros? Uh, no, uh, you say... Hello, uh, hello. Ruben Doctora. Oh, yeah, Ruben Doctora, that's right. For me, that's a legend here. Because the guy, every single year he played, he played good. He, he tried to teach the, the, the teammates. He arranged them to play hard. He's a guy that the Filipino also have to learn. For me, he's an example how is the Filipino player. He's a, also, he's very good. I don't know. Right now, maybe it's not the time to play with Ascar, but for sure, in the, in the past, he was playing with them, I don't know. But yeah. the guy, who the Filipino, for me also, they have to look at him. Because not only how he plays, is how he teaches the, the teammates to play. When he's inside the pitch, he is like, he spread the, the competition. He spread everything to the player. He, he spread how to fight, how to do, and you can feel when you play against Stalin, when he's in the field and when he's not in the field, you can feel mm-hmm. right away. Uh, that I, I like him. I like him. I fight yeah. with, many times with him eh? inside <laughs> the field. But it's football. For me, I'm a different person when I play uh, again than when I stay out. When I stay out, it's your life. is a normal person. But when you stay inside the, the, the pitch, it's totally different. You know what's really... Uh... 
you know what's really interesting about this uh, jig? Chris? Oh, looks like we lost Chris there. Um, I'll wait for him to come back. Um, I, 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 I wanted to ask you, uh, Benve, you've been here now, what, five years in the country? I think this would be... More, more than five. It's more than five years, almost six. six years. Yeah, almost six, six years. You feel like okay. home for you now, the Philippines? Yeah, I feel at home. That's why I, I didn't leave Philippines. Mm. Uh, I have uh, many offers to go. I can get more money. I can get more, more chance to, to sign for more years. I, you can imagine how many offers uh, I got. But I don't want to live here. Um, well, many people asking me why, why I don't live. And it's very easy to tell them. I feel in the Philippines at home. Uh, I feel very quiet. My life here. It's very quiet, it's very calm, and my family is very happy here. I would like to, to invest here my money. I would like to, to live be, between Philippines and Spain because I feel very, very happy and very good here. Mm. And now I have a goal that maybe if come in the future can be the, the best thing for me. I'm, I'm waiting for that. So I don't have to, to live the time that I have to leave. If someday I have to leave, I will leave. But I think it's not the right time to leave. I still have to, to do something special here in the Philippines. Um, hopefully, it's soon. What do you envision? What, what's, what are your plans? My ambition is like many, many people know already. I don't have to hide anything. It's to play with Ascal. For me, after playing here almost six years, mm -hmm. uh, after I, I get the chance to play with them, that because they, they talked to me about the could be interesting if I play with them after I get the, the citizenship. So for me, that is my goal. There's no money, no money can, can pay uh, that I can play with the Asper. There's no money. Uh, they can offer me whatever, but for me, if I can play with for Ascal, there's no money to pay that. So this is my goal right now. I stay in the Philippines uh, during this, this pandemic because the papers are ongoing so i'm just waiting for the for the time to finish the the process and have the lucky to play with us this is my dream this is my my goal right now and i will try to to reach this one because for me it's a dream uh, and i talk to you i feel at home if i can play with them can be the best thing for me ever tell and me I, a little bit about how this dream came about when, when did that idea come into your mind that, wow, you know what? I want to play for the Ascals. When did that start? It was like two years ago. Uh, when I was here for four years already, I had the chance to talk with, with some of the management, with some of them. They say there's an opportunity. If I stay in the country for five years, I can play with Ascal. So in mm. that time was when I was thinking about, oh my God, if I can play with Ascal, I can play uh, the World Cup qualification. I can play the Asian Cup, maybe the Suzuki Cup that I saw, and it's amazing. So in that time, was my, my mind changed. Because my mind before was, okay, when a good offer comes, I leave this football, I leave. But that time, I said, no, maybe it, the goal is not the money. It's about how you feel like a football player. Once you retire, you have to think where you play, how you play, uh, for what thing you play. So that time changed my mind. And right now it's already two years fighting for the citizenship. Honestly, from 
when I did five years, one year ago. So right now, everything is ongoing. I'm very happy and I feel like um, the people value what I did here. And the people is looking at me like example of how to play or a good player to play with them. And it's not the same to play with the team than to play for the national team. Mm-hmm. So I have that, that goal in my mind and I will try to to come this way through, hopefully. Chris is back. Vian um, was just telling us about his, his ambition, um, the, the dream that has been planted in his mind to, to suit up for the national team. And uh, as you know, the, the bill is right now on the Senate floor and it's not too far away from being approved. So um, it, it could be something that we see not too uh, long in the future, Chris. Uh, Benve yeah. in Asco's uniform. I don't know if you listened to the episode, Benve, but we, we actually covered it. Uh, we actually did a podcast about that particular announcement. So uh, we, we were obviously aware that it was you and Robert Lopez-Mendy who they were, um, who they were trying to get uh, citizen, citizenship for. And, and Jing and I had the debate, and, I, and I'm going to be open and honest with you in, in, a, in a debate, because for me, uh, initially, like, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if uh, it was something that we should be looking at. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why. Uh, one, uh, I was pretty much the first, uh, one of the first, and certainly this wave of, of uh, Phil foreigners, as we're called, to come through. And when it was like one or two, it was acceptable if it was one or two. But then when it became 15, 20, 30, you know, all half Filipino, half English, Spanish, whatever it might be, then I think it became a bit of a, um, an issue with some sections of the Philippine public. Um, and, and I was, my, my initial thinking was, I'm not sure if this is going to uh, mean that a lot of the Philippine football public are now going to be even more against the system because, you know, there's, there's another opportunity for someone like Ruben Doctora to not play because we're going to naturalize uh, another guy. But there was one thing that Jing actually said. There's one thing that Jing actually said that made me change my mind during the course of the interview. And what he said to me was, he said that, who's to say that Robert Lopez Mendy isn't more Filipino than say some of these guys who are born and raised in Germany, they only come in for the game, then they go back to Germany or they go back to France or Spain or America or whatever. And they only spend maybe one or two months of their, of their lives here in the Philippines. Robert Lopez Mendy is married to a Filipina. He has a Filipina kid, right? Uh, And he spent more time in the Philippines, more than most of these other players, right? And then hearing you speak, I don't know how you feel about this, Jing, but hearing him speak about the fact that, you know, he was really willing to integrate, really willing to go and immerse himself in the culture, go down to the games and not watch the, the next foreign player, but go and watch the local players, seeing what they brought to the table. Um, him articulating why it means so, would, it would mean so much to him to play for the national team. That for me speaks volumes of why they should at least be allowed the opportunity to play. Do you get what I'm saying here, Jing? Like I think yeah. there's, for each person it's a different motivation. And I think if your motivation is just for, um, to further your career, Right. So there, there, there's some sections, for example, that they, they you get a feeling that they, they get a passport so they can get that Asian citizenship. Then they can go and play in another country and it makes it easier. You know, no disrespect to you or Robert Lopez Mendy, but you're you're not 22 or 23. You know, there's, yeah, there's yeah, not, it's, true, it's true. not like you're not going to go and you know have another 10 year career outside of the country. The likelihood is 
you're probably going to be staying here for, for, a, for a long time. So I think it's really refreshing, Jing, and, and Bienve, while you're here and you've, you've explained yourself really well. I think you've really changed my mind, um, you know, as well as some of the things that Jing has, has said about how, I don't want to say how Filipino you are, because obviously you are Spanish, but, but how, how much you care and how much you love the country. I think that's really, really important. And I hope people who listen to this podcast, Bienve, get that feeling from you, because it certainly comes across with how passionately you speak. Um, you know, about your love for, for being here in the Philippines. Okay, uh, I will tell you one of the questions, the first question that the senator gave to you is many questions. They, they give you a, a paper that they make many questions. And most of them is why I want to, to get the citizenship? Why I want to get this one? For what? Uh, why is my future thinking? What? Um, I was honestly putting everything. If you you are not right there, they won't approve you to, to go with them. That is very sure. And everything who you put there have to be sure 100% and you have to be a, a truth from you. So I answered to them that my my main question, the why I want to be in the Philippines, why I want to get the naturalized, uh, the naturalized was very simple. Since I came here, I feel good. Same the, the second year, like I told to you, when I had to travel to, to Spain many times because my father died, it was very hard. But after that, in this, all of these five years, I feel at home. I feel like one more of the Filipino. I'm living here. I don't need the, I don't have the, the hurry to go to Spain or even to spend the vacation. Right now, for me, it's very easy to go there because there's a pandemic. I go to Spain, it's very easy. For me, what I want to get the, the citizenship is because I would like to live here. I would like to invest my money here. I would like to get my business here. And I would like to help in football developed here in Philippines. Of course, I will go to Spain to, see, to visit my family, to visit my friends. But I would like to live here in the future. That don't mean, don't mind that if once I get the Filipino citizen, I will change my mind. I will, get, I will go to play to Thailand. I will, get, I will go to play to Malaysia. And then from there, I go to Spain. Just come here, play with Ascal, the games that I need to play there, and go. No. For me, that is very simple to do. I, I can cheat to everyone. But after one or two years, the people will say, Bienve, you say something, <laughs> and now it's not right. What happened with you? So it's a mistake for me, because maybe they can naturalize more people, more players in the future. So I'm honestly, what I told to you and what I told to the senator is very right. I want to be here because I like the country. I like to, hear, to live here. No, in BC, I would like to live in the Iceland, um, do my house and live uh, with different kind of the, of the atmosphere because, you know, here is many, many business, many people who, who don't value the, the life. For me, the life more the nature. I would like to live here. My money is there to invest my money here, but I can invest the money because I'm not Filipino. I need 51% of the Filipino. I prefer to spend my money doing uh, being a Philippine, a Filipino. Me, no, I put the money, but 51% of the business is from the Filipino. No, I want to get my business. I want to get my house. And I would like to, to let grow my family live here. My girlfriend uh, went to Spain right now because she has to be there. Uh, she is very excited to, to get the, the naturalization, the, the citizenship, because she wants to live here. She likes to live here. 
it's no it's easy life for us because right now it's easy because we have getting the salary for the team. It's a good life. But I would like to live in the future from my business, from the money from my business, from uh, do something in my in the in the spot where I live, like a small farm, to get food for me, for my family, for the friends, to live with the Filipinos. Um, because for me, the Filipinos like the people who live in my city in, in Cadiz in Spain. They are very familiar. What they more like is not go to the party, just go to the bar. No, they like to do a barbecue with the family. All of this, they make me the, to love the country. Also, the culture of them is, is amazing. It's like uh, the Cadiz. The Cadiz in, in my city is exactly the same culture that in here in the Philippines. They are very familiar. And guys, um, of course, the weather. The weather here you cannot compare with, with another one. In Spain, it's good also. But you know, there's many months, it's winter. For me, I love, I love the, the weather here. I can live all the time with this weather because I love. Just to play football sometimes is very hard because we have to play at three. And with the sun there, it's very dangerous. At the same time, that it's very hard to play. But for me, I love swim. Uh, if you have uh, any more questions, I know, for example, I, I hear many guys who is complaining about my citizenship, but I understand. To everybody, you cannot lie. They, everybody has their own thinking. I know if I get the, the naturalized, some of the guys don't lie. Uh, some of the guys, they will defend me. Another one, they like, they love the, to watch me play with Ascal. But to everybody, I cannot like. Uh, this is like the life. Sometimes when you do something, you cannot lie to everybody. I just want to explain why I want to live here, why I want to get the citizenship. If it's okay, I will do it. If it's not okay, I have to go to Spain. I have to live my life there. I will try to do the best for me, for my family. For me, I think right now is uh, prepare the future in the Philippines. If I have the lucky to get the citizenship. If not, it's not up to me. If they don't allow me, if they don't approve the papers, it's okay. I will try to fight. Uh, I told you, I will try to fight. Uh, 100% no. 1000% to get the, this one because I love the country. I want to be here. But if no, it's not on me. Also, uh, many people is asking me because I'm 34 years old. The people is asking, why you want to play with us? Because you are already old. For me, football, you are not old. You can watch any sport, LeBron James in basketball, uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Sergio Ramos, Messi, uh, Federer in tennis. Now the age is just a number. You don't have to look the age of the player. You have to look the condition, how you play every single year, how you training, how much pain you have after the training or when you wake up, uh, how you feel uh, mentalized, how you feel about all the conditions, not about the age. The age for me is a number. I want to play until 40 plus. If I have the chance and the injuries respect me, I will play. So for me, the age is just a number. I don't want to, to see the people just say, no, you are 34, why just can play one, two years with, with the Ascan? No, if I get the citizenship and I have the lucky to play with Ascan, I will try to play long time. I just, I don't want to play just one year or two years, no. If I get this one, I will try to play as long as it's possible. The injuries suspend me, and I physically, um, I mentalize, I feel strong, like right now, because right now, physically, I feel very, very strong. Also, men mentally, also, I feel very strong. So, why not? 
why we have to look for the age? No, there's mm. no, no reason for, to look the, for that. But also I respect them. If they want to change like this, it's okay. But they have to look also basketball, football, uh, tennis. How is the best player there? Why Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo still is there? Why Lewandowski still is there? You have look in the age of them. Why you don't look the age of them? Mm. That's why I want to to tell the people to think about this one. That the, the age doesn't matter. You can be a good player even doing forty years old. You know, it's it's. I think that's the main concern of everybody. Really, is like what? Where is your heart with regards to the citizenship? Right. I mean, is it just as you said, the biggest issue that that most people would have is that you're just going to take advantage of the system and use it for your personal benefit, right? Everybody wants to be able to see the betterment of Philippine football as a whole, right? Um, if you come into the team, you're, some, maybe somebody's slot is going to be taken away, but maybe your inclusion to the team would re result to certain goals that would bring us further in um, you know, the success of the team. So um, it's, it's hard to quantify or predict exactly what the impact would be, but what people are interested in is to make sure that, you know, why does Benve want to play for the national team? I mean, if they, if they see that you are genuine in your, in your belief and in your intention, then that's all you can have, right? I mean, they can make their decision. Oh, I, I know personally myself, you know, I, I, I want, it's difficult for me to be very open to liking Benvenido Maranon. It's difficult for me because of all the heartache you have provided me. I'm from Kaya. You, you know, many games where Bienvenido is a problem. You know, you go home, you're sleeping, you're thinking about Bienve and like the damage that he's done to you emotionally. So it's easy to think that maybe, you know, maybe Bienve is trying to do something that is not beneficial to Philippine football. But hearing to you speak, you know, it's, 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 it's genuine. You, I know where you're coming from. And it's a beautiful thing to, 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 to understand exactly what you want and, and how you want to achieve it. And, and also the benefit one, that we might have. It's one of the reasons also that for me, I think it's good to, to become Filipino. That the reason that, that you say right now, you know me already. Mm. You know me already for many years. You know that I live here, that I play good, that mm. I, you suffer because I play against your team. Mm. So that is good, you know me. And uh, like Chris said before, there is many people who play NASCAR that even didn't live here for three months. So for me, one of the one Filipino, maybe it's better to watch me playing in NASCAR because they see me every single game. They are suffering me in the games. They are watching the TV and they see me that bring one guy from out, just come with the NASCAR and then go again to his country. And mm -hmm. he's not living in the Philippines. For me, that's one is one of the reasons. I respect that because if you are a Filipino, you are to play if you are a Filipino and good player, you have to play with Ascar. But in my in my situation, I'm living here already five years, and I think many people who play in Ascar, they didn't live in Philippines even one year. So that is one of the reasons. The people in the Philippines know me because I play the league, I play uh, this and they know me. And many people of them, they don't know the people who come to ask her from abroad mm, and yeah. they are half Filipino but they don't play here correct but yeah. also there is another question if I get the naturalization the, the citizenship if 
Oscar don't want to me play with them, it's okay also. I will be saying happy. You know why? Because I will do my business. I will believe here. I will do everything, only not play with Oscar. I would like to play with Oscar. But if I get the citizenship and I do the rest, I will be happy also. Mm. I don't need to play with Oscar to be also happy because my intention is to live here. So to live here, to do my business, to get my easy life here. So if I play with Aska is one, one part of this. But if I don't get this one, the most important is to live here, to do my business here, to do all the rest here. If I play with Aska, it's okay. If no, I will continue living here. Mm. Don't, mean, don't mind that if I don't play with Aska, I don't be more involved in Philippines. No, no. If I get the citizenship, and I can live here, I can sign already also. Yeah, really interesting. And I think there's, there's two things to that, what you said that I, I quite like. The main one really is, I think you're spot on with your um, assessment of how long you can play. I think you even said when you were talking about your own game, I mean, you're not, you're not like a, a sprinter, you're not a speedster, you're, you're very reliant on your movement and your technical ability, you know, and, and your, your football intelligence is your most, uh, strongest asset so that's not going to leave this year next year in two years time you, you can still do that you can play you can play that way that style you know it's different if you're you know Michael Owen and you have to rely on your speed like if it once it's gone it's gone and that's your game finished you know you're not like that you know your game is very different so you know even you know I, I, I talking about like positions that coaches see like I think maybe as you get older I would, I would even like to see you maybe maybe you play a bit deeper you know, maybe you become like a deep playmaker, you know, that type of that type of role, because I think maybe you might also be good with um, in the build up play. You know, you, you might have that, that kind of capability. So maybe as your your legs maybe get a little bit older, like you said, but maybe you can adapt your game again like you did when you first came here. Like that, that's something that I can also see you potentially doing uh, is maybe moving in, in, a, in a more um, a deep line playmaker type role. So I think you're right. You can play for a number of different years. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's lovely to hear you talk about your intentions and, and, and not just putting it all on the football side. It's also with these other components that, that makes, makes you want to have that citizenship. So I think a lot of people will listen to that portion of the interview, Jing, and, and be really, um, really happy to hear those, yeah. hear those words coming from you. That's, that's a really wonder, wonderful thing, Bienve. The one question that I want to ask you, though, is because we, we've established why you want to stay here. I don't really know the full story of how you ended up here. So I know that Carly is the, is the connection. Um, but what I want to know is how did that, how did that transfer occur? Because I'm, I'm sure, you know, when you had the phone call and someone says, Hey, do you want to move to the Philippines? Most people go Philippines, you know, what, what, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's, what's, what's going on in the Philippines? So I, I just want to know how did that transfer to Ceres come about? In that time, well, it was very hard and very difficult decision to come here. When Carly called me to come to the Philippines, normally you go right away to Google. You go to Google and you watch everything. You know, the news was very bad, uh, talking about Philippines. Uh, everything was like, not really good. But Carly told, told to me about everything. Remember, don't listen to the news because the news want to show you all, all the time the wars, and blah, blah, blah. Just come there, just try. If you don't like, you come back to, to Spain. There's no reason. And I say, okay, I go there. Then when I came here, everything that Carly told to me was right. So 
After that, I was feeling little by little better until now, five years, uh, more than five years after, I feel like maybe Philippines is the country that I have to live. Not because I live in Spain, I live in good city, I live in, I have to live there. Normally when I live the, my first year, 60 year old, when I told to you, when I transferred to Real Betis to, to move out from my house, there I changed my mind. After that, I moved to, to Madrid, to Murcia, to any, any place in Spain. I feel like right now after maybe already is when I leave my house and I just go there for vacation, it's already uh, 14 years old, uh, 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. In this 14 years ago, I just go to my city just for vacation. One month, two months, then I transfer. Even mm -hmm. if I play in Spain, even if I play in the Philippines. So that made me to think about, I don't have to live in, in Cadiz, in Spain, to be happy. I can live here also because if you see my family here, my girlfriend, and you see me here, I'm happy living here. I'm so happy. And also, I, I, I talk to you, I don't need to get the citizenship just to play football. Play, play football is okay. If I can play with Aska, it's okay. But if not, I will be the same happy. I don't need to play with Aska to be happy with the citizenship. I can get that one. I can do the rest. And then I, when I retire, I can work with them to try to go to the academic, to be a coach, to do something like involved in football. What was so, it What was it like when you first came here, Bienve? Like, obviously, Carly would probably given you an idea of what it looked like being in the Philippines. But what were some of the first things that you that you noticed about being in the Philippines, not just on the football field, but also in, in where you lived here? About my life, uh, separate football, because all, all of the thing is involved in football. If you are thinking about go to the beach is to rest because you need to rest to come here to play football better. So everything I do here is involved in football. So I cannot tell you anything like it's a different that because in Spain I do the same. Everything I do is depend on football, I do. But one of the, of the best things that I like in the Philippines separate football is travel around the, the islands. For me, there's no money to pay also that one. The, more, the, the most I, I like is El Nido, because the, the town there is, is amazing. It's the, the proper Filipino living there. And then when you travel around the island, it's amazing. I travel, many of my team, or my teammates, they used to travel abroad. They go to China, they go to Japan, when they have uh, like five days off or one week off. Me and my girlfriend, all the time we travel around the Philippines. I know already, Siargao, El Nido, Corom, eh, Bohol, Boracay, eh, Cadiz in Bacolo. I was traveling all my vacation, only travel around Philippines. So that made me, maybe, that made me to love more Philippines. That every time that I travel, every time I do something, was in the Philippines. I didn't go abroad. Maybe that, that thing is what I, make me to love Philippines right now. Mm. Man, we've done over an hour of, of, of this conversation already. And, uh, you know, it's amazing to be able to see, you know, your motivation and your, your behind this uh, last, I don't know, this, this next chapter, I suppose, of your career here in the Philippines. But there's one thing that perhaps we didn't get a chance to talk about that I really wanted to ask you. And one thing that is, is quite 
easy to see when you're playing is that you always look calm, right? You're taking a penalty, game is on the line. I didn't listen to you. Was, uh, uh, here, so my question, my question is that, um, you know, when, when, when we watch you play, you always look very calm, you know? Uh, game is on the line, you have to take a penalty. Benvenido never looks like he's nervous, you know? Mm. What is it that you do that makes you so strong mentally? Is there anything that you do? Uh, meditation, uh, something, I don't know. What, is there something that you do to make, prepare yourself to be so strong mentally? I normally eat properly, dress properly, and do meditation before the game. Mm -hmm. Normally I get my mat, I put in the floor, uh, I turn off everything, the, the aircon, the light, everything, I put the nature song. So that made me to think just uh, uh, facing, facing up, I just thinking about what I have to do, what I have not to do. If I make a mistake, it's okay. I just have to give my 100%. And I take football like this. When I go there, I don't get nervous. Also because the experience, no? After play uh, many, many games, maybe you gain uh, experience. But the, the, the principal uh, things is when you go inside the pitch, you give your 100%. Anything can happen after that, it's not up to you. Why? Because you give your 100%. It's like in your job. If you give your 100%, you cannot be sad. Why? Because you are doing your best. You cannot do something better. No. You do your best. You cannot do anything else. So you can get nervous or you can get frustrated and you can, you can get sad when you don't give to your 100%. If you will give 99 for of course you won't be happy. And you will be sad and you will be stressed. But if you give your 100%, the rest doesn't matter. You have to give your 100%, do whatever you have to do, but do everything right. And then you can win, you can lose, you can miss a penalty, you can score a penalty, you can score a goal, you can do everything, but always with your 100%. That's why I'm very quiet in my house and playing football because mm -hmm. I'm doing the best for, for myself. And I hope, Feli, that this one is the best for the, for the team. Awesome. 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 But it's Chris? important. The, me the meditation is very important. It's, you want to be quiet, you have to do meditation. Eat properly because when you have to play football, you have to feel your body good mm -hmm. and rest. You have to get your eight hours sleeping. And if the, if the, the game is uh, at the night, you have to leave 30 minutes uh, the nap and then everything is good. You and know, the meditation, you, of course, the meditation is very important to be quiet with, you, with yourself. You know what I like about this, Jingen, is even we're talking about the level that we're, that we're at here in the Philippines. And I think the lockdown, and we've alluded to this in our conversations about how, you know, how a team's going to stack up because obviously there's been a long period where they're off. And, and I'm looking at some of the guys when they've gone back to training, just in the small snippets that you see in the video, some clips and photographs, whatever that might be. And I can see the guys who've had a very good lockdown period. You know, I'm looking at their faces and they've had a, one too many chocolate bars. They've been drinking too many beers. You know, they've, they've, they've had an indulgent, um, you know, six months or whatever. And they've used this as a vacation time. You know, one thing that I am quite worried about for everyone else, and I actually said this in our, in our interviewing, if you recall, I think the series now the UCFC guys, um, they're pros. You know, they're really professional. You know, you're talking about him 
there, you know, the, the lengths he takes to prepare himself for the game. And now we're not talking about someone who's of average ability and he's trying to get a little bit more at his game. We're talking about someone who is already arguably one of the best players in the league. He's still trying to get that extra 5%, 10%, and he's doing whatever it takes to do that. You know, I'm looking at guys with half of his ability with half as much, again, you know, willingness to prepare properly. Mm. That's what I think is ominous for everyone in the league right now. And I'm talking about this completely from a neutral standpoint, you know, like uh, and you're not you're not the exception. There are other guys on your team, BNV, who I know are, are doing whatever it takes to get themselves in the right frame of mind. So I think that's quite scary what he said there. I think that's quite scary that someone of his ability is still preparing himself in the manner that he has done. You know, he talks about going on vacation so he's getting enough rest so he can perform at his optimum ability. I'm worried that a lot of the guys have been on vacation so they can have fun on their vacation and then they're going to use this one-month window where they think they're going to get themselves fit. If that's going to be the case, Jing, and we said this on our podcast, it's going to take them a month to get into it and by that time, their team's going to be 10 points ahead, 12 points ahead. It's going to be too late. So yeah. I'm a bit nervous about this, BNV. I'm not going to lie to you. Like the way in which you're talking is, 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 is definitely making a lot of teams, um, you know, question where they are in their preparation. Because I, 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 my feeling is this, Jing, is that a lot of those boys, they don't, they don't switch off. You know, they don't, they don't have a vacation. It's not, there's no off switch. They're always on. So hearing him say that, I think is quite ominous for everyone around the league if you want my honest opinion. I don't know how you feel about this, Jing. <laughs> Scary uh, for the opposition, but, you know, motivating for those that are, that are looking to get into the league. Lucky for those that are yeah. young and listening to this and knowing that somebody of, of Benve's stature is doing everything it takes to get to the next level, to, to make himself a little bit better. And I think that's, that's, that's exactly what the mindset should be for everyone who's trying to get into the game. You know, you got to learn from the best in your area, as Benve said, you should be studying the people who are in your vicinity, in your league. And Benve is one of the standouts. And, you know, there would be much benefit for people to look at him and, and see what he does well and, and incorporate it into their lifestyle. So, amazing. Amazing, man. It's, it's hard not to like you, Benve, which is, you know, I don't know. As a Kaya fan, this is going to be a weird thing for me watching you play against us. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You know, right now, please will be the difference, what I told to you. You can feel right away who is the guys who was training in the lockdown and who no. And yeah. the league this, this, this season will be different. Uh, I think the quality um, and the performance that we did before doesn't matter for, for this season. So let's see who is the, tra- the, the team who training better in this lockdown. This is uh, a, good, a good league to start this season. We're all very excited to see it transpire. And as you said, hopefully 15 days from now, we'll have our first matches of 2020. Uh, it's been tremendous uh, having you on the show, uh, Bienve. Uh, really enjoyed being able to speak with you and getting to know you much better. And hopefully um, the listening experience for those um, tuned into this, uh, they can say the same. Okay, thank you guys. For me, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. It's a... Uh... Thank you for inviting me because it's a good time that we spend here. And also, I think it's uh, good for the people to listen to us about, talk about football, about everything. And if they have uh, some doubts about me, all you have to ask, honestly, I, I like to talk about everything. I don't hide anything. For me, if I have to talk with something important or something that is important for me, it's okay. This life, this football, is, it's okay. We have to talk. We, have to, we don't have to hide nothing. For, for what? 
you have to hide everything. Just we talk about football with Chris, that he knows uh, many, many, many things about football, how is especially football in the Philippines. And I think we, we spend a, a good time together. Yeah, thanks, Bianca. I really appreciate you coming on. I'm, I'm sure the listeners, the viewers uh, will enjoy it. And, and I'm, I'm just quite taken aback with how, how sort of Filipino you are. I, I'm trying to find a different way of saying it. But yeah, I mean, very, um, in terms of your integration with the society, you know, how you've really enjoyed going to visit the different parts of the country and, and your, your sort of feeling for being Filipino. I think although you haven't got the passport yet, although you haven't got the documentation there, I think um, you see me and you come across as being Filipino in your heart. And, and I think that was very, for me, very warming and, and very positive to, to hear you talk about that. And I'm sure a lot of people who listen and watch this will, will get that feeling too. So I thank you for sharing. I, I really appreciate that. Being thing. Okay, thank you so much. He's on Twitter and on Instagram. Reach out to Bienvenido Marañón on social media. And you can do the same with us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Find us there. It's Across the Line. And subscribe on YouTube, at Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Just type in Across the Line. That's it for this Football Friday with Bienvenido Marañón. We will catch you next week.